Ever feel judged at the gym? You don't know how to use the leg curl machine? <laughs> Are you serious? This is this your first day alive? Um... <laughs> no, it's okay. I love helping people during their first day on Earth. At Planet Fitness, get energy without the judgment and join the judgment-free zone. Never intimidating, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. Get energized today during the Big Fitness Energy Sale for 24 cents down, $10 a month. Cancel any time. Deal ends Friday, January 12th. See Home Club for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. My nail tech knows how to keep it a little secret. I don't wish for my success, I speak it. I caught a buzz and you did too, but you tweaking. I look like I've been getting money, how reeking. You smell me, that's LV. Walk around with my chest out of my skin smooth, I'm healthy. I'm in a mix and I'm handshaking, but most of y'all can't help me. Most of y'all ain't wealthy. Most of y'all just dress like it. I caught the vibe that y'all giving off and I'm trying to make myself less like it. This all right, we are back for another edition of the Starting 502 Podcast. Always Preston and I are Nick Connor here with you. As always, Louisville falls 70-63 to tonight at North Carolina. But Nick, I don't know how you feel. The first 36 minutes of the game were very, very entertaining. No team had a lead greater than six. No team had a lead greater than three in the second half. Uh, Louisville looked every bit the part uh, at North Carolina in a tough environment in a situation where Louisville had nothing to lose and North Carolina had everything to lose. And then all of a sudden, kind of as you predicted, the wheels just kind of fall off in the final minutes. Nick, what are your kind of immediate takeaways from tonight? It's, it's incredibly frustrating to end a game like that. Now, obviously, you put everything on the season together, and it's been an incredibly frustrating ride, as we've talked at length about. But like you said, when you execute for 36 minutes on the road in the Dean Dome, I don't care what Carolina this team is, I, you know, what version it is. I know it's Hubert Davis's year one. I know they can't afford a bad loss, all of those things. Louisville had it tonight. They, they brought it on the boards, specifically in the second half. They sh- shut down Baycott in the second half. They had the energy for the majority of the game. I mean, you're right there. I mean, you've attacked the paint. You've done everything that you need to do to stay in the game. Uh, you avoided Carolina's streaky threes in the second half. You're right there, and you refuse to execute down the stretch. So, obviously, it's very infuriating. Good to feel things again. Um, it's, it's probably been since the last Carolina game, quite frankly, since it's felt like we've been in the game with a quality opponent. But... It hurts when you're right there and you, and you just can't figure out a way to execute down the stretch. Yeah, and you look at the end of this game, Louisville missed the last five field goals, and one, and they were only one out of the last nine that they attempted. They had a three-minute scoring drought to end the game. It was just everything that you were terrified is going to happen is exactly what happened. You know, I was watching this game with bated breath because I felt like Louisville played really well, uh, but... but on the other hand, you know, you have seen what this team does against better teams, uh, against against worse opponents, save Wake Forest this season. Uh, Louisville was ultimately able to, 
against against worse opponents they were ultimately able to pull away uh, early in the season before the implosion where they kind of lost like 10 out of 12 or whatever it was before that against worse opponents for the most part they were able to pull away against better opponents they kind of played the opponent for the most part was saved one or two games played the opponent all the way to the wire and then just kind of had this meltdown it's almost like this team just doesn't have the anatomy doesn't have the identity it doesn't have the capability to kind of just put teams away at the end. And, and it seemed like they almost just saw it as them being just foredestined to lose. And everybody wanted to play hero ball at the end of the game again. I mean, you saw it was Malik Williams hit a contested three. If he had missed that three, I think the entire city of Louisville would have imploded. Like you would have been able to hear all your neighbors screaming uh, because Malik Williams was two for seven from three tonight. He was one one for six before before he hit a contested three with about three minutes left. Then you come down, you have a nice stop come down. Jalen Withers misses a long three, kind of early in the shot clock, just ugly, just uncalled for, and then kind of misses a defensive assignment. North Carolina takes their largest lead of the second half. After that, you come down, and then you have a Jared West three, which was just maybe the most confusing of them all. Uh, then North Carolina comes down, they take a seven point lead or six point leads, six or seven point lead. And then you come back and you have a contested LLS three. And it's just like Louisville dominated in the paint in this game by continuing to go to Dre Davis, by continuing to go to Samuel Williamson or whoever it was uh, at the three and four spots, continuing to pound the ball to Jalen Withers. And look, North Carolina had no answer for it. I mean, and you and I were texting about it during the game. It was very apparent that North Carolina's defense is just straight, just trash. Like North Carolina's defense is not good. Uh, they weren't good against Louisville the, the first time. It was just simply a case of North, North Carolina just doing the bare minimum of what they had to do to pull this game away, uh, giving Louisville every chance to to pull the game away themselves, and, and ultimately Louisville just pissing down its leg, to borrow from from a, a local radio, radio commentator. Uh, so ultimately, you know, 36 minutes of probably some of the best basketball that Louisville's played all season, and then all of a sudden it's just like, something turned off in everyone's heads that that they were just going to go back to just shooting 30-foot contested threes all of a sudden out of nowhere. Uh, do you have any any thoughts about that? Is that is that more of a does – that, does that go back to the coaching? Does that just go back to the overall mentality of the team, a culture thing? Like what, what is it that, that causes this team to kind of implode towards the end of the games? Because uh, – and, and not to make this a long-winded question, but if you look at the way that the ACC – conference tournament bracket sets up right now it does not appear that that Louisville is going to have some crazy road say they were to make some miraculous run to the you know to to Saturday in the ACC tournament right now you're going through NC State Virginia Virginia Tech maybe like it's just not is maybe North Carolina like there's not there's not a group of, of, of teams that you feel like are just absolutely unbeatable or anything like that uh, so kind of going back, to, going back to my question, when, when, when fans are looking at this team, ultimately, I, I think the team additionally is, is just looking at what can we do to, to make a run, turn things around enough that we can s- string together some wins uh, for the conference tournament. So what is it about this team that, that they're not ultimately able to put games away towards the end of the game? I mean, when you're 12 and 14, you're seven, you've lost seven of eight coming into this one. I think you just don't trust yourself. I think you don't trust your system, like we talked about, like you just mentioned, the offense worked for 36 minutes. And yes, there were spots where 
you know, bigs like Malik, two of seven from three, Withers, two of six from three. Neither guy should combine to shoot that many threes in this game. But other than that, really, the offense worked. The offense was run well. Um, you saw Carolina's length really bother Louisville on the perimeter. But like we talked about, they don't like to defend in the paint. Even though they have size, guys like Manic simply can't defend off the ball if you can get in the paint. And Louisville got what they wanted. And so I think you coming down to the stretch, it comes down to what rotations in the game, right? You know, Noah Locke not on the floor, Dre Davis not on the floor late. You know, how do you end up with one those five on the floor? That's my first thought. Second thought is, are those guys going to run the offense? And it, if the offense is truly one high ball screen, and then we just react to whether they double, you know, whether they hedge or they don't, and that's it. And then we're just going to take a Malik Williams 25-footer. I mean, that's not offense, right? That's not what they had run all game. And so I think it's just a lack of commitment to your playing style and what has worked. But again, as we've talked about at length, when guys like Dre Davis and Sam Williamson are coming in and out, Sidney Curry coming in and out, they feel like they got to get a shot up when they touch the ball. And so I think you even saw that with L. Ellis late in the game, right? Like he decided he was going to be the playmaker, even though he only had seven points tonight, you know, was three of 10 from the floor. Like tonight was not his night offensively, you know, minus seven in the plus minus, you know, two turnovers. It was not his night, but yet he decided at the end with lengthy guards on him that he was going to try to take over off the ball screen. And again, if that's from the bench, then that's a mistake. And if it's not, then it's a mistake of recognizing it. And I think that's the thing for me when you're in game 27, your IQ level at this point cannot be that low. Like at what point are we able to diagnose the situation defensively and get it to the right player and attack specifically, like you said, when they had done it for 36 minutes, this is not like the beginning of the game where we didn't know what was going on, right? This, this isn't the Syracuse two, three zone that we never figured out how to attack a few weeks ago, right? You saw what North Carolina was going to do. You saw what they like to do defensively. And it's not a whole lot, right? They like to defend the perimeter. They don't want you shooting a lot of threes if you're a guard. But if you can get into the lane, they don't want to challenge you. And Louisville just flat out didn't do it at the end. And, and there's no excuses for that. If it's Mike Pegues, then it's on him. If it's McMaines, if it's somebody from the bench calling it, it's on them. But regardless, somebody that's in the game has to make a decision to get somebody a good quality shot. And again, tonight, for the 95th example of the year, when Louisville took in rhythm, catch and shoot, or off the bounce shots, they made them at a very extremely high rate. When they didn't, they looked very poor. Yeah, and let's give flowers where they're due tonight. I mean, Armando Bacot, Bacot was was really, really solid in the first half, and it was very apparent that the coaching staff uh, made it a mission to kind of shut down Bacot in the second half. Uh, he finished with 12 points, 6 for 8 from the field, uh, 15 total rebounds, um, but he also had four turnovers, and he really only got basically two shot attempts the entire second half. When Louisville was able to switch things up, when they were able to bring in Sidney Curry, and when they, they were able to kind of get into a rhythm on defense, they were able to kind of stymie what North Carolina was trying to do on, on the offensive end by simply just not allowing them to go through Armando Baycott. And yes, North Carolina has plenty of talent on that team, but by, at, at the same time, this is a team that's kind of been used to finding their identity through Baycott first. Uh, so when, when they were able to take that away, that is really ultimately what kept them in the game uh, and until the last few minutes. So, you know, giving giving props where they're due. Uh, now, the, the, the questions that I have about this game, uh, Malik Williams, look, Louisville took 28 threes tonight, 
And Malik Williams took literally like 23% of them. Like that is not okay. Like Malik Williams took seven out of Louisville's 28 three-point attempts tonight. That's not okay. L. Ellis took five of them. So between, between Williams, Ellis, and West, which L. Ellis is fine. Like he has the green light in my opinion. But between Williams, Ellis, and West, you took 16 three-point shots. Like that's not, that's not okay. And that's, that's more three-point attempts than you had uh, total in the last two games. And it's just like, at what point do you recognize as their teammates who has the hot hand? Like, okay, tonight, Samuel Williamson was three for five from the field. Really solid game from Sam is as far as I could see. You have Jalen Withers was four for nine. And a, a couple of his shots were kind of late. You know, obviously we talked about the one Jalen Withers shot that was just super ill-advised with about a minute and a half left in the game. Adoa Locke was four for eight. You know, as much crap as we give him, he was really solid tonight. Three, four, four from two-point range tonight. So, again, you know, attacking the basket and getting downhill uh, really worked for Noah Locke tonight. Mason Faulkner, two for three. And then all of a sudden, and then Dre Davis, five for eight. But then you look up the list a little bit. Malik Williams, four for 11, and LL is three for 10. Why are these the guys taking, why are these the guys taking all the shots? Why is it not Dre Davis getting more opportunities down low? Why is it not Jalen Withers? Like, it just, it confounds me that towards the end of the game, like I, I know that the team doesn't always have to do what the coaching staff is telling them what to do. And maybe that's the problem. You know, I, I would like to hear what the coaching staff has specifically Mike McGee's has to say about the execution down the stretch, because um, the, the last kind of thing that, that I'll get into about this game is just that I, I'm just, I'm kind of pissed, <laughs> which and, and it can go kind of two ways. Like number one, the fact that I'm pissed is good because, I think that that it's been apathetic for the last month. Towards the end of the the Chris Mack debacle and him kind of kind of leaving the program and going into Mike McGee's season, like it just, it was just it's been very apathetic. You know, it's just been very like just watching the games, figure out how to dissect it and how to explain Louisville losing yet another game. Right. Well, this was not the case tonight, and in the last time Louisville played North Carolina, this was not the case. Both times, I felt like Louisville should have won. And so that's really frustrating. So number one, I think it's a positive that we're just actually feeling some sort of emotion towards this team again. I, I mean, I think that's, that's positive, but I mean, n- number two, I mean, I, I think it's, <laughs> it's also frustrating that, you know, like we have to dive into yet another just stinky loss because this is absolutely just a, a, a game that was there for the taking. Like North Carolina was very unserious about this whole thing. You know, I joked about like, you know, them playing like, you know, every time we touch or something like that with like four minutes left to go. And, and somebody from within the confines of the arena confirmed that they were playing it. Jason Derulo to, uh, to kind of close out the game, which is just very unserious, just a very unserious program. And whenever they flood the KFC Yum Center with their, their light blue, it just pisses me off. Like Duke fans, like Duke fans are respectable because there are so many of them. They're passionate and they never really cross the line. Like Duke fans are just dorks. North Carolina fans are very much more in the, the line of Kentucky fans that they just have this like complex that they have to be in your face and just a jerk about everything. Like I think North Carolina and NC, if we're talking about, you know, the North Carolina region, uh, Wake, Wake Forest is like, is kind of like the preppy, like similar to Virginia, like upper class uh, type of like, you know, private school feel. Uh, then you have a uh, Duke who again is more private school feeling, but you know, that they, they know they're, they're good at their one thing or their two things, basketball and lacrosse and everything else. They just shut the heck up and don't pay attention. 
Uh, and then you have North Carolina and NC State, who are just the absolute clown shows of the ACC, who are just the worst fans to interact with. So it just pisses me off even more that Louisville is just kind of pissing down their leg in the last few minutes of, of these games because ultimately it just sucks to lose to North Carolina. It really does. Cards fall 70 to 63 tonight. Uh, Nick, I don't know if you have any more comments about the game tonight, but this weekend, Louisville, I believe they are going into um, who is it? Who is it this weekend that, that, we're, that we're playing? Wake Forest, that's right. So probably the, the, the best team left on the schedule. Louisville, you know, still the best win to date was Wake Forest, right? I mean, and this this is a Wake Forest team that's 21 and 7, uh, very much in, in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, a loss to Louisville is, is not certainly not going to help them, but by the same token, I mean, this is this is a really good, really good Wake Forest team. Alondez Williams leads the team uh, in scoring and assists. And he was just an absolute menace. Best player on the court when they visited the KFC Gum Center about a month and a half ago. And back then, we didn't really realize how good Wake Forest was. Like, I think they were like a one or two lost team when they came, came into the KFC Yum Center. And I walked away really impressed that Louisville won that game. And I, I think that, you know, looking back, you and, I prob- you and I both probably are still pretty impressed that they somehow won that game. Uh, probably the best win for Chris Mack in, in a year. Uh, so, ultimately, what, what are you looking for going into Wake Forest? Does Louisville have a shot of winning this game? And are fans going to be realistic at all about about the expectations going into this game? Because I don't. I think this is Louisville's worst chance of winning a game for the rest of the season. They have Virginia, Virginia, and Virginia Tech to finish out the season. I, I think Wake Forest, ESPN gives them an eighty-five point nine percent chance of winning this game, um, and and I would say that's that's about accurate. Yeah, I mean uh, Ken Pumps right there to eighty five percent chance. So I I think I think Louisville really has a chance to get worked here if they do not show up um, quickly out of the gates. I think the one thing I was going to go back to I felt like there was a lot of intentionality early um, against Carolina tonight in the offense with Sam Williamson with Dre Davis getting them in the right spots and attacking even Jalen Withers. That's the kind of thing you got to do against Wake. Wake gets every. Every possession, Wake gets the shot that they want. Every single possession. They work the clock, they work through their stuff, and they get the ball to who they want to on every single possession. You have to value the basketball. We'll turn the ball over on 20% of their possessions tonight. 66 possessions, and they turn the ball over 18 times tonight. Just simply can't happen on Saturday against Wake Forest, or it will get ugly. Like you said, I think this is the best team left. I will say, Looking forward, Virginia is kind of right there starting to like maybe sort of be in the conversation for the NCAA tournament. Again, as um, uh, many say, they do have to put 68 in. So at a certain point, you kind of find teams to put in. Um, but Virginia, if they can get a second win against Duke on Wednesday, probably right there on the bubble. So that's a team that I'm, I am still worried about because Tony Bennett has got that team figured out, figured out what they're doing schematically. But against Wake Forest levels, it's the simple things. Effort, hustle backboards and they've got to defend if they defend well then they have a chance if they don't they'll probably get run by double digits um and and again i'm looking for a rotation that makes sense i i think it was a nick coffee tweet tonight but is is it just we thought we wait we had depth and so we're still like trying to get over that like in our brain like we still think we have depth we don't like playing 11 guys is not depth right um you know the 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 phantom stat about well not having a double digit average score i mean it tells you all you need to know right we just we don't have enough consistent guys but i'm looking for a lot of sydney curry i'm looking for a lot of jalen withers um i'm looking for noah lock off the bounce again like he was 
for two games in a row now against Carolina tonight. Those are the things I'm looking for. If they compete defensively, they compete on the boards, they have a chance, but this is definitely a team I'm worried about getting worked on the defensive end. Yeah, if you're a fan and you're, you're, and you're looking at this Wake Forest game, <laughs> this is absolutely a game. Alondez Williams already had a triple-double earlier in the season. <laughs> this is absolutely a game where he's a threat to have one of those. Reason being because Louisville's main weakness on defense this year is just allowing guys, just, just not switching on screens and allowing guys to just get wide-open three-point chances. And that's where Alondez Williams just absolutely thrived against Louisville last time. And frankly, I feel like Louisville has gotten worse uh, in, in that aspect overall uh, as the season has progressed. And, you know, I, I've talked about and I've kind of lobbied for Steve Forbes as Louisville's next coach. And I think that he absolutely this is absolutely an audition for him. Uh, you know, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but I feel like that's a guy that is being talked about behind the scenes. I think that's absolutely a guy that if he was asked, he would interview with Louisville. Uh, I've been impressed with Steve Forbes uh, for years and years. Uh, he's a guy who was a, a Bruce Pearl guy, uh, ultimately ended up at Tennessee State, where he was really solid for like eight, 10 years, and then has ended up at Wake Forest and turned uh, an ACC bottom dweller into a team that's going to get a double bye in the ACC tournament. Uh, he is absolutely um, a, a stellar coach, and he's a guy who is going to be possibly trying to put on a show against Louisville this Saturday at 7 p.m. Let me ask you this, Press. Yeah, absolutely. Are you more or less confident that Kenny Payne is the next Louisville coach at this point in time? More confident than when the coaching search started? Then let's say two weeks ago. Oh, I'm more confident now that it's going to be Kenny Payne. I am uh, because of kind of what, what Josh Hurd has said, but also because I've done a lot of research. Like, I've been... Any article that's been written about Kenny Payne in the last two years, uh, any kind of, you know, plug I mean, your article. I've been, press. Watching, Come on. I've been watching New York Nick fan vlogs. I've been like, I've, I've been through it all down the Kenny Payne trail. And look, there's not a single person out there that says a negative thing. And the more that you see pile up, I mean, Rick Pitino is absolutely um, going to bat for Kenny Payne as the next global coach. And, and when you have just the, you know, the, the great, the greats and the, and the people with, with the reputations uh, like, like a Rick Pitino, um, like all, all the former players that, that are clamoring for Kenny Payne and like, you know, even, even uh, New York's New York Knicks's coach, uh, Tom Thibodeau, he said, you know, um, he straight up said it in a press conference like two weeks ago, Kenny Payne wants this job. And I absolutely think that he deserves that, that sort of job. I think that he brings everything to the table that, that is needed to, to be a head coach at Louisville. And I mean, like, I, I understand the coaching search and everything that goes into that, but ultimately you have to do your due diligence because number one, you don't have a president, you don't have an AD, you don't have anybody that's there to ultimately make those decisions for you. You, you have to do your due diligence and have a third party come in and help you make those decisions. Uh, but, but ultimately, look, I, I think that Louisville might, might end up taking a big L this weekend against Blake Forest. The next time that, that Nick and I are on here talking, I don't expect it to be after a win. And if it is, I will be thoroughly um, and pleasantly surprised. Uh, tonight, I'm a little pissed after this North Carolina loss. Uh, but ultimately, I it, it makes me optimistic for the rest of the season just because I'm excited to to kind of see what this team can bring and, and, and see on an individual basis who we can get kind of pumped about uh, coming back for next season under whatever coach it happens to be. Uh, but until next time, until Saturday night, Presley Meyer, Nick Connor, starting 502 podcast, signing off. Go.
cards. Go cards. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.